you end up doing things that are well, very out of character for you, including sex acts. So you got liquored up and took it in the ass, and now you got to tell the world about it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. She declined to name the sexual acts because she didn't want them to overshadow the, the toll Hammer's emotional abuse took on her. She's like, let's not get into what I did. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City. Trust me, they were bad, and I wasn't into it. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Why not? We are talking about Army Hammer, myself, and Pete Panuccio. Pete, you know, 40 years on the NYPD, and uh, Nightwatch Detective. He's a, he's a friggin', uh, this is, this is a, a gold star guest, and, uh, and he doesn't mind hanging out and talking about this stuff. Did you know Gil Valley, by the way? No, I did not. Gil Valley, the former cannibal cop, now cannibal author. Uh, his books are available on Amazon, and you can find him. It's Gil, uh, V-A-L-L-E, friend of the show. And uh, a guy, I'm, I'm impressed with the way he turned his life around after, you know, I mean, like, a pretty unflattering position to be in. You know, if, if they would have arrested him just a few weeks later, he might have been uh, the, the cannibal uh, sergeant, you know, rather than the cannibal cop. Funny how those things work out. But timing's everything. Well, you know what? One thing Gil Valley may have opened the door on, it highlighted a lot of First Amendment issues. Yeah. It really did. It, it brought a lot of stuff to the forefront. This case is taught in law schools now. Well, because it, it's what's fantasy and fiction and free speech and how others interpret it. And some people interpreted this as the, this guy was some kind of homicidal maniac. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, they, they did that uh, willfully ignorant uh, well, as to what was actually going on. There, there was all evidence to suggest, and the media ignored it uh just as law enforcement did in this case, the FBI, they have an amazing, you know, conviction rate. It's ninety-eight like, percent. Yeah. So I mean, like uh, it, it, the, the chips are stacked against him at that point. Anyway, the, uh, he was only arrested because his wife was snooping on his on his laptop or, or something, one of their computers, and then her dad, when when she told him the kind of things that he was talking about, said, "Call the police, you know, get the fuck out of there." Next thing you know, the FBI is knocking at the door, and he's like, what? He's like, you know, he, he can't believe that there's an issue. His entire personal life is oh, on the front destroyed. page of the Post. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely the destroyed. amount of ridicule that the man had to endure for, I mean, really, you know. We, we had his back the whole time. We were, you know, we were like, come on. Uh, his, his wife was, was a Karen. And uh, yes. and she just uh, you know lost it. He, he to, to my knowledge, he's not seen his child again. Last time he saw her was she was a baby, and it was before his arrest. You know when she left with the fucking kid. So I mean yeah, that's it's pretty bad. Your whole life as a cop, you know oh, your, you your identity is ripped away from you, and that's a very important part of you, uh, your identity, and uh, and also his kid, his wife. He lost everything and. You know, and he was vilified, you know, vilified and mocked at the same time. Like in court, he's this very serious case. He, he was looking at life without parole for conspiracy to kidnap. And the media is having a laugh fest with it, you know, every time well, something the, comes along. It's the kind of case that they can run with. Uh, the, the FBI can run with it, the internal affairs. And, and at the same time, you, you get to publicly destroy this guy. Yeah, um, yeah, like I said, cannibalism is kind of like a tough subject to defend. Um, well, you need anybody though. I know it's not my cup of tea. It's something I just. Um, I think that he was only getting off on the torture aspect, to be honest. Well, I, I, which, which is yeah, you know, that's another tough one to swallow. Who hasn't masturbated to the idea of torturing their significant other? I mean, I, I, I cannot. Imagine how anybody could could be involved in a significant relationship and not do that. So you know that's really all all it was about. You need some fire. The point. No, I got I got that. The point. The point I I'm making though is that did he commit a crime? I I don't know. He didn't, uh, and it, I can tell you why. Um, I'm sorry, but you 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 had a a larger point. No, let me. That's nothing in there. Where did they go? I got them. I got them. I got them. I got a whole pack of these fucking things. Hold on one second. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I that I think the ACLU should rightfully be jumping on. I mean, did the man commit a crime? Um, did he go out and kill anybody? Did he eat anybody? No, he didn't. Did he engage into, you know, dive into the world of uh, 
Weird conversations. Weird conversations. Sexual deviance, and, perhaps. And fetish and that kind of stuff. Yeah, he did. He was on fetish.net or darkfetish.net or something like that. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to find that, and I don't want to find it. You go to (laughs) darkfetish.net, and there it is. I don't know if it's still up. My my point being, though, is uh, did anybody take a step back and say, let's look at what we have here before we put this guy through the ringer? Mm -mm. And I don't think anybody did. I I don't agree with his, not my cup of tea. Like I said, I'm not into that. I don't condone it, whatever, you know. Yeah. But did he do anything wrong? Yeah, and and, and, and furthermore, yeah, was it to the degree that they were trying to charge him with it? Because it, that would be, because it has to be. Well, it has to be in order to make the charge. This, that is where the overkill comes in, because they knew that this is a story that's going to generate tremendous headlines, and the media was going to jump on it, which they did, and... But you have, it's like everything, this is the way I look at it as a cop. What did he do? Did he really commit a crime here? Mm, no. Yes or no? I can say, I can say, I can verify the fact he did not commit a crime. Okay. Then did he deserve to be put through the ringer and publicly humiliated? Probably. No, of course not. Uh, but you get my point. Yeah, uh, no, I, no. And, know, and, 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 and like I said, I don't, for that matter, did he deserve to lose his job? It's a good argument. I, I don't, the subject matter, the shit that he's into, like I said, not my not my thing. I think you're protesting too much, Pete. But, <laughs> but I look at it from a factual point of view. What did he do? Well, they, they tried to say he was taking, making affirmative steps. Uh, you know, they, they were counting things like, uh, you know, he had, uh, you know, it's... For a while, here's what he didn't have, like you know the kind he didn't of have shit. any bodies piled. Up. No, no bodies and no nothing like that. Uh, he they he had a a manuscript that was called uh, killing, uh, kidnapping, and eating. You know whoever I forget I forget exactly who it was. It doesn't matter, but it was like he had uh, you know as part of his hobby he had made up like a little you know dossier or something you know and he had dossiers like on the women that he you know and he used real women but online he never mentioned last names he never talked about addresses locations of any sort they would plan things that wouldn't happen you know they would say like hey i'm going to meet you uh, you know in the, uh, the cabin that i have put and there's no cabin there's no nothing so none of that shit exists no, so clearly these are, these it's clearly couple, it's purely these are, fantasy these are a couple of guys sitting around snapping their carrots over you know what they oh yeah i'd like to do that ooh yeah ooh yeah. Ah. right all right at the end of the day did they commit a crime? Well, the judge felt no, uh, in spite well. of what the jury thought, and that's a, that's saying a lot. I mean, they they made, but the FBI or whoever they made their case. The federal authorities made their case, knowing that he was not really guilty of what they were saying. I think that that's true, and that to me is the scariest thing. You, they don't need you to be guilty to throw you in the garbage. Valley is a lowly cop they could give a shit less they will fry you and they'll move on to something else the next day never mind the fact that they just absolutely destroyed your life yeah they got there but they're what pound of flesh well they do their jobs in other areas yeah well yeah because you know locking up 50 60 70 year old people that walked into the capital yeah shit like that yeah rounding up proud boys um, and uh whatnot. you know they're not moving too quick yeah they're, they're they're not to be respected at this point oh the rank and file they are well, the rank and file do what they're told, you know, and 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 uh, I, I'm I'm not shitting on anybody. Law enforcement is law enforcement. If you're doing a good job, you are. If you're not, you're not. And, and hell, you know, all things being equal, you want them there. Just from talking to people and stuff like that, the rank and file of the FBI is not happy. You have a lot of good cops in there, good, dedicated, patriotic Americans. They're not the political to... animals that rise to no, the top. No, they're not. Yeah. They're like me. They're the grunts. They're the ones who do the work. And you're correct. You do take orders from above. Yeah. Uh, everybody says, oh, yeah, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, guess what? You'll be fucking unemployed tomorrow. Well, unemployed, if not worse. Um, I'm sure that you could, I'm sure worse things can happen, you know, from not doing your job as in, in a position like that. There's a lot of evil things they can do to you. Um, they can make your life miserable. Well, you say Guam, I say Catalina. And right now, if they're not wearing masks, I wouldn't mind it a bit. Well, it's... Uh, 
W.C. Fields used to say, you know, you could always be in Philadelphia. And I think, well, you could always be in Camden. I think on his tombstone it says, uh, all things considered, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. Yes. He, he hated, hated Philadelphia. He did hate Philadelphia. I can't believe you're quoting W.C. Fields, one of my very favorites. Yeah. I never strike a woman, not even my own mother. <laughs> Just the best. If you haven't ever seen The Bank Dick, look it up. It's great. It's hard to find. Uh, now, he said to me he wants to break my rib, this is a quote, and barbecue and eat it. That's uh, Courtney uh, Vusakovich. She told this to Page Six. Fuck, that was weird, but you never think about it again, she said, overlooking the odd behavior at the time. He says, I want to take a bite out of you. If I had a little cut on my hand, he'd like suck it or lick it. That's about as weird as we got. Well, you know, that's... That's, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes you kiss a boo-boo, and then sometimes you full-on make out with it. You know, the headline says, Army Hammer's hungry for love. This dingbat is hungry for fame. Yeah, yeah. Sounds She's about looking right. for her five minutes of fame. Good, get on TMZ. And I don't know Army Hammer. I've heard the name. I have no idea what he's been in or what he's done. And I don't even really care. Other than his baking soda, I know nothing about him. I, uh, different... Uh, <laughs> That's another fucking commie, too, Arm and Hammond. That's a topic for another time. Yeah, that sounds good. This lady here is, uh, yeah, you're right. She's just trying to get in the headlines, and she's yeah, doing she's a good a, job. I mean, she's, she's on the front page, splashed on the front page of the Post today. Because this guy, Army Hammond, just got Gil Valley. That's why. Yeah, yeah, he got Gil Valley. He likes the idea of skin in his teeth, she said. Uh, he allegedly described himself as 100% a cannibal. You can say things like that. These are not, you know, the claims by uh, Vusekovich, known for creating the on-demand glam. That's her app. I'm not going to say the name of it. I don't want to promote this dumb whore. It's called Flashed. Uh, Come days after Hammer 34 became the center of outrage when uh, direct messages he allegedly sent describe... Describing rape fantasies and cannibalism went viral. And this is exactly the sort of thing that that Gil Valley was, you know, in trouble for. Uh, I, I'm going to take a, a different tack on this. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a flash in the pan relationship. I think it went on from June to August, maybe about six, seven weeks. He was just talking about breaking a rib, you know, for Christ's sake. I mean, and uh, who knows? I mean, this guy might have realized after six weeks, like, eh, this chick from Glam, eh, not she's for not, me. She's not into it, yeah. Well, it doesn't even have to be. It could have been a host of a hundred other reasons why he was not into her. Right. And said, you know what? I'm going my own way. Um, that We're done here. But nothing wrong with breaking up with a person. It's, you know. uh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned either. Yeah, that's true. Vusekovich tells Page Six that her relationship with the Call Me By Your Name actor, I've never heard of the movie, was not only weird and gross, but also emotionally abusive. She met the striking six foot five actor at Monkey Bar in Dallas, after which he followed her on Instagram. After meeting her, he followed her on Instagram. Oh, what a devious motherfucker. Six months later, he reached out for a date. Six months. I guess you made quite an impression there, lady. Uh, he, he, he enters your life in such a big way after six months. He's such a captivating person. He has such a presence, and he's aware of that, and he uses it in such a way that most women would think, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah, And then he dumped you. Here's how he used it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tuts. Yeah, he, he dumped you. He used it to fuck you for a little while. And, and then, said, uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, gosh, this guy is amazing. He's gone. Well, you know, it's just, but especially young women. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. See, that's, that's why, why. Why, oh, why is a man flawed for dating a younger woman? I don't understand it. Well, how old is he? I mean, the guy's, what, 40, 42 to 43? Yeah, she, yeah, so, you know, the most it could be is 20 years age difference. I don't even think it's that. No, I don't think so either. And, uh, I, you know, it, it says, but especially young women. Uh, that's that's kind of the scary part. How good he is at active manipulation and making you feel like you're, you've never felt this way about anybody. Fuck you. She's 30. I mean, fuck you. That's that is the name of the game. That's how you this, get women. Is you know? Okay. I don't understand. You gonna make that against the law? Okay. I'm sorry to get so upset. No, but you know, look at it here. This guy's a big strapping dude, six foot five. He's In a the, movie star. Yeah. He's getting it thrown at him. He doesn't have to work too hard. No, he doesn't. Active manipulation is is in. It's built into the whole thing. I mean, you not know, even active it, manipulation. Passive manipulation. 
Army Hammer. It sounds I, like a retard name. Well, it probably is, but Army. I don't pay any attention to these people. They live in their own self-important, self-contained bubble of, you know, what's like important shit in this world. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust you for saying this rib thing. Honey, listen, uh, he's just not- Some of these you. complaints, you go, how is this even a complaint? He's really charming. I mean, how manipulative can you get? He makes you feel like, like what, what does she say here? He makes you feel like he's never felt this way about anybody. Oh my God, what an asshole. He makes you feel desired and, and special. He kind of captivates you, and while being charming, he's grooming you for these things that are darker and heavier and consuming. When I say consuming, I mean mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, just everything. What? Claims Hammer is a chameleon. This woman who transforms into exactly what you need him to be. Again, Johnny on the spot, exactly what you need him to be. That's how yeah, do you turn that into an insult. This poor bastard didn't realize she was an EDP. Yeah. Or as we used to say, psycho. psycho. Yeah. <laughs> also included in today's knife culture are emotionally disturbed persons or EDPs. Included here are thousands of the homeless, an estimated one third of whom are armed with edged weapons. Typically unskilled with weapons, but still dangerous, EDPs can quickly become the ultimate knife-wielding psycho. The edged weapon can hold a special power for them. It's part of their violent fantasies. EDPs are often portrayed by the media as poor, harmless, crazy people. Score 421. 421, go ahead. 421 security trouble with a patient identified as Ted Zimowitz, room 41 of the mental health. She sounds like she's a little bit obsessed about him. And, you know, I don't know what happened between, and I really don't even care. But, but, you know, in the looking at it, you see exactly how nothing it is. Because But she's going uh, to destroy this man's career. ADPs have killed more officers with edged weapons than any other category. There used to be a time when people would like make their own judgments and they would go, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with that. And they didn't get canceled and, and, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like to have a point of view now, you've become, it makes you the least, the least, uh, I don't know. Nobody wants to talk to you no more. But th- this is very nothing here. She said eventually his behavior turned, quote, abusive. They put it in quotes. At one point, she and Hammer spent three weeks together. 24-7, and when they weren't together, she says, he would text her 100 times per day. Oh, wow. Prove it. He's, I want to see the text. I'd like to see 100. I bet you one day there was uh, 30, uh, and, and that was because, you know, they were having a conversation. I mean, how many times did you text him back, for Christ's sake? Exactly. Uh, and how many did you instigate? I wasn't safe, she realized. He kind of makes it like, I'm going to teach you things. I'm smarter than that. But where was I during that? I knew the whole time I had this gut feeling the whole time that this was not right. He's okay, not well. Okay, then you should have left. Yeah, he had a gut feeling. Leave. She claims that the social network actor would drink and do drugs all the time. Again, Hollywood actor. Left her feeling compromised how, and scared. How unusual. Compromised and scared. Can you believe unusual, this guy? Uh, in the movies, in his 40s, doing drugs, drinking, yeah. partying. Yeah. God bless him. He did some things with me that I wasn't comfortable with. You know, did he did some things with with you that you weren't comfortable with? But he did them with you. Didn't do them to you. For God, uh, she says, uh, for God knows what reason he convinced me that these things were okay, and he put me on some in some dangerous situations where I was not okay, where he was heavily drinking, and I wasn't drinking. Then you should have dro- then you should have drove the car. Oh, no, she doesn't say I wasn't drinking. She says I wasn't drinking that way, and it scared me. He was oh. drinking more than you, uh, six five. Uh, you know, yeah. considerably different uh, body weight she, metabolism. She had half a shitter on, and he was boxed. Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable. She said she added, "You end up doing things that are well, very out of character for you, including sex acts." So you got liquored up and took it in the ass, <laughs> and now you got to tell the world about it. It's ridiculous. She declined to name the sexual acts because she didn't want to uh, them to overshadow the the toll Hammer's emotional abuse took on her. She's like, let's not get into what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Just trust me, they were bad, and I wasn't into it. Define bad. She describes him as one of the most broken people she's ever met. He's he's very broken, but he's also very uh, you know wealthy, 
uh, successful, apparently very famous, and uh, has charm for days. And he's a he can be anything you want him to be. And uh, and he doesn't have to waste his time with a fucking app uh, called yeah, Glam. Flashed. Whatever. Uh, he makes you feel bad for him, and that's really scary. So empathy. Oh my God! There's nothing more frightening than that. Keeps you close to him. She explained. At one point, she says she found herself paying for everything, including gas for his truck, because he's allegedly broke. Hammer's wife. Oh, he's got a wife? Oh, she filed for divorce in July, and the actor's been living in a friend's guest house. He needs you, she said. He actually needs you. Oh, okay. It's a full-time now, job when you're with him, the way that I was. Uh, hmm. Let me put my detective eye to this. I do okay. know that feeling. He's going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. There's a child involved. I'm sure he's got some emotional upset going on, some issues. Kind of a bummer. Um, and she starts dating him a week or two before the divorce hits and everything. All right. What part of this don't you understand or see? All right. Mm-hmm. You're coming in there. You're going to fix him. You're going to do this. You're gonna... The guy's going through a, a bad spot in his With, life. And he still didn't do anything too out of the way. No, trying to but, stay afloat. You know, uh, I, I think the he was, beware. What are these? What are these sex acts? What I would like. To, I think I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> I mean, there's a limited thing. There's a limited number of things that can be. There's only so many holes well, on the female listen, body. If he was drinking the way and drugging the way, you know that she says he is. Chances are there was nothing happening. Uh, you know, it, it yeah. Was, that's just the way it is. Not too much, you know. I mean, he's uh, probably in pretty decent shape. Probably takes has taken care of himself. But, but if he's such a train wreck when well, you just first started dating him, then, then why did you stay there? She had a gut feeling the whole time, Pete. She had a gut feeling. Well, then, you she know said, what, honey? Well, Move she was on. trying to catch Go her breath the whole else. time she was with him. She said, she said you, you know, you're drowning in this dark hole trying to stay afloat. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I, th- I think he was diving in a dark hole. And uh, there will be random moments of good that convince you to stay. Oh, no. So he never hit her. He never, like, locked her out of the house. He never, you know, like, uh, locked her in the house. He never confined her. Uh, He texted her too much, uh, She says. He didn't hit her with a machete. No. No, there was no order of protection in place. It says he blows up women's lives like that and walks away. I Ah. see. She said the relationship ended following an explosive fight. And yeah. Hammer left. You are really fucking high maintenance, lady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, she, you apparently could not be perfect enough for this woman, and now here he is. All this stuff, like, I mean, saying that you want to eat a fucking rib. That you, there's no telling what context that was in. No telling what context. Maybe they were eating ribs at the time, and he was making a little joke. You know, the, the guy. Who's I, to say I, it I, actually you know, happened? Who's to even say it actually happened? So they questioned, uh, they decided they wanted to, you know, get a little input here from Gil Valley, the former NYPD officer whose fantasies about kidnapping, killing, and eating women stripped him of his badge and landed him in a jail cell waiting for trial because they wouldn't let him have bail. He didn't land him in a jail cell because of a conviction. Doesn't have any advice for Army Hammer, but he's grateful to pass the torch. Army <laughs> can carry the cannibal fetish mantle now. Uh, cannibal author Gilberto Valley. Gil Valley, told the Post on Friday when asked about the Hollywood star's fiendish fantasies that allegedly include barbecuing his girlfriend. The situation with me has been over for years now, and I'm just trying to move on with my new life. It's so exhausting to keep being a punchline. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a very truly felt sentiment, you can tell. Uh, he's now 36. Only 36, this guy, and his life has changed Imagine that change. You know, you're on this one trajectory. You got a family. You get your your job as a cop, and then next what the thing, fuck? You're in, you're in a federal lockup. And then the next thing you know, you, you know, you get out. Some miracle. You know, when you didn't do anything wrong, and you're a best selling author. He's a very well. He's got a couple of things being made into movies. It's very very exciting for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Situation with me has been over for years now, as he said. And uh, he was a. Uh, this is back in 2012, uh, right after the beginning of New York City crime report in 2011. The very next year, we had this story to talk about. I took a side from the beginning. He he reached out to us, you know, uh, in order to about you know doing the show. Another dedicated pre- fan. He re- yeah. He reached out because you know he was finding shit online or whatever. He said that we were the only ones who were there, you know, talking sense from the beginning. And uh, absolutely, you know, want to return the favor now and not blow him up now in, in relation to cannibal stuff without mentioning uh, the, you know, the books. Uh, he, uh, yeah, so in 2012, after he discovered, uh, his wife discovered Reams 
of cannibal porn and detailed plots to eat her and other women on his computer reported him to the NYPD. Well, soon his quiet suburban life was shattered. He found himself on trial. Desperate to convince a jury that his love of flesh was nothing more than a sick fantasy. Like I said, I think that he always nutted before he got to the fucking cannibal part. (laughs) I think he just got, and he just enjoyed the torture. Maybe the cooking. Um, But uh, yeah, so he he was convicted of the crime in 2013, but the following year, a judge overturned the sentence, agreeing with Valley that sick thoughts were not a crime. Thought crimes is exactly what they were trying to do. Uh, Hammer is unlikely to end up in jails experiencing a similar fall from grace. League DMs allegedly sent by Call Me By Your Name movie star, read like a Hannibal spinoff. Ooh. Jennifer Lopez and even had to, what now? Uh, since the scandal broke, he's decided to step away from his role in Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez because he could make that decision or he can get fired. And uh, he even had uh, to slash the price of a home he's selling by a whopping $800,000. You have to slash the price of a home. We don't want to buy a home from this guy. I mean, anything to get, a, you know, eight hundred grand off the fucking uh, price, right? The house was probably eight hundred grand too much to begin with. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Uh, Valley couldn't help but relate. In general, people in all walks of life have unusual fantasies that they'd never want to have made public. Can I can I ask a question here? Maybe Says Valley. You, maybe you would know better than me. Oh, wow. That's certainly some very, very specialized information, people. What could it be? Did Jennifer Lopez ever make a movie that didn't tank? Well, I would have to kick that one upstairs to the girlfriend. I don't know. I mean, I, I have absolutely no idea if she ever made a movie that didn't tank and that maybe this might be the best thing possible for his career she was probably in one of those movies with like a bunch of black women or something that uh that you know i have no idea what she's been in uh, if this show is nothing if not thorough so uh let's 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 check out the imdb and see what movies she has made this could be a career break for let me see she was on a world of dance tv series good trouble tv series hustlers Okay, I don't know if that was a successful movie or not. I think it was well-reviewed. Second Act, Shades of Blue TV series. She's an executive producer on that. Okay, an executive producer of something called The Fosters. One voice. Okay, we're only down to 2015. She's been around for a million years. She has Uh, been, but I don't think she's ever... In concert, feel so good. Feel the noise, producer, dance life. I'm not seeing anything that I really recognize even. And wasn't she in that movie with... uh, with what's his name? Uh, Here's my verdict on the whole Army Hammer thing. All right. Best move possible. Get get out of that yeah. movie. Hey, man, you could be a Hollywood agent, you know, in another, in another life. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why I, not give I, I it a mean, shot? You know, everybody's like, ooh, J-Lo, this and that. Well, J-Lo, oh, oh, wow. J-Lo might have sold a lot of albums and music and stuff like Will that. Will and Grace, she was on that apparently a few times. The Boy Next Door. Uh, I'm not seeing. Let's see, she was in something uh, featuring. Oh, the, uh, she was in the song, uh, a video short uh, for something called Booty. Okay, with Pitbull. Uh, Continental Drift. She was the voice of something, and okay. uh, the Ice Age. Okay, she was in the Ice Age video game. Great. Okay. Uh, Epic. Something called Poppy, a video. She's been in a lot of videos, I guess. That's wonderful. J-Lo, backup plan. You ever heard of the backup plan? I missed that one. Um, same motion pictures, Border Town. I don't know that one. El Cantante, she played Poochie. I think Border Town was a movie of some note. Ooh, Monster in Law, that I've heard of. I've heard of Monster in Law. I don't know. I've never seen I don't think okay, I saw Okay, but you just basically looked at five Shall pages. We dance? Of- Jersey Girl. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Jiggly. Geely. I guess. Geely. And that Geely. totally, totally was one of the worst movies ever made in the history of movies. How does she get in so many things? You know? That's pretty nuts. She was in Ants, Out of Sight. That's a pretty good movie. I enjoyed that. I, I mean, that's great. She's been in a lot of videos. She's had these small parts on there. But you know what? Army Hammer, score for you. You got out of a J-Lo movie. I got to see what the... I forget this guy's name. Starring, uh, yes, Ben Affleck, who's made a total ass of himself on... Uh, on, on. Well, weren't the they an item Bill then? Bill thing. Yeah, they were they, an were, item. they were called Benifer back then. <laughs> B-Lo. I'm like... 
I don't I don't know. I just don't fucking care about this stuff. I don't care about these people. And Yeah, you're right. And you know what? You know who else doesn't care? The listeners. Uh, the man whose body was found floating in the East River this week was murdered, police sources said. The unidentified man appears to be between 40 and 50, found floating under the Robert F. The uh, Robert F. Uh, Kennedy Bridge. The Triborough? Around, around 11.15 a.m. Is that the Triborough? That's the Triborough. I see. The Triborough Bridge. No, he was wrapped in a blanket, shoved inside of garbage bags, fastened with rope and tape. So, yeah, it wasn't, they, they determined it wasn't a suicide. That was a clue. <laughs> or an accident. During a, during a Tuesday autopsy, the man's cause of death was found to be linked to blunt force trauma to the face and drowning. So he wasn't even dead when they threw him in there. That Which is, sucks. That does suck. You know, drowning in the fucking East River. That is a, I mean, you end up sucking some water into your fucking lungs, and it ain't very clean, pretty pure water. Uh, you want to hear a horrible story? Oh, boy. Do I ever. I'm a bit claustrophobic. And, and the one smallest of, room in New York City, it's got to be rough. Well, it's not that bad. But the thought of being, you ever like when you're a kid, you wrap yourselves up in a rug? Yeah. That thought today, I, I mean, I get terror-stricken at that thought of being confined like that. Not so snug, huh? Uh, no. And it was a case back in the 90s, Chinatown uh, gang incident. You should have forgotten that by now. I should have, but I, I probably will in a few more years. But this guy was shot up by a uh, by the opposition. The opposition? The opposition. And they thought he was dead. They rolled him up in a rug then tied it, and then threw it in the East River. How this guy survived is beyond me. Can you imagine the horror of being alive, being in the river where you're totally constricted and you're drowning, but he did manage to escape? Horrible story. What is the, what is the purpose of the rug, I guess, if you think he's dead, I guess it's just because so nobody sees you. I guess it's easier to handle that way. Well, it's like it's just like people aren't going to notice that when you're throwing a rug. Hey, we're just throwing a rug away. Yeah, don't pay any mind. Don't pay any attention to us. Here. We're just throwing this rug in the East River. <laughs> this large, man-sized rug. We're going to haul this shit all the way over from Chinatown to the East River when we could have just left it right in front it's of the, the way building. you properly dispose of a rug. And uh, that guy survived. But How that, did he survive? It's incredible. Uh, How think, did he I think it? the binding on the rug came loose he, he worked himself free did he come back and murder the opposition one by one no he didn't i think he was just grateful to be alive he but, just uh, shook and pissed himself the rest of his life well he also had multiple gunshot wounds but, yeah um, he probably had some troubles that sure. always that story always stuck in my mind i mean that's a be, survivor uh, to be conscious or semi-conscious get you know your ass is getting rolled up in a rug and then these guys throw you in the East River. So he must have been deeply unconscious, I would think. I mean, if he was, if he was presumed dead, or well, he was mighty good at faking it. And uh, but he survived that one. I mean, to be presumed dead by people who are used to killing people. I mean, that's like uh, a lot of gunshots, right? I mean, they, they must have been right, very listen, sure. Listen, we're talking about Chinese gangs. Oh, I see. If you look at the history of Chinese gangs in New York City, in particular back in the eighties and nineties, they would walk into a restaurant, shoot fourteen people, and hit none of the people they were aiming at. <laughs> Um, so this is like one of those uh, stereotypes, like being bad. I drivers. don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to offend any of our Chinese listeners. But no, no these they, fuckers could not shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because what do you do when you're shooting? Uh, you know, when you aim, uh, correct. During a during a Tuesday autopsy, like I said, found to be linked to blunt force trauma to the fucking face. So this guy was dead. Uh, not before they threw him in, though. And, and, and he got better than a rug. He was, like I said, bound up in a That's garbage. That's actually a lot of work. Shoved inside garbage bags with rope and tape. And still didn't and didn't suffocate at that point. It was in the water. He drowned. So, I mean, like I, the combination of blunt force trauma to the face and drowning. It's actually a horrible death. Yeah. Uh, he also had corona. So this is a corona death. This is, this is being recorded as a COVID death. Uh, like I said, uh, he also suffered, well, uh, I haven't said this. He also suffered blunt force trauma to the legs, mostly in the right shin area. That sounds really fucking painful. Yeah. Blunt force trauma, and the, uh, the, which is notable on the Somebody right shin. Somebody beat the balls off of him prior to killing him. Yeah, they dropped something heavy on his leg, I would bet. 
I, I believe it also says in the story that his spine was severed. Well, a small vertebra in his upper middle back was also fractured. His spine was fucking severed, which may have happened post-mortem. Which would lead me to believe he may have been hit by a passing boat. Oh, it wouldn't happen from the fall, possibly. Well, they're saying it's post-mortem. Oh, and he was dead. He wasn't dead until he uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, Well, it, he could have been hit by a boat. It also could have been... They it says, kept on beating It says may have, may have happened post-mortem, though. Yeah. Somebody really gave this guy a bad beating. Um, I mean, if they... It's, that had, that's got to be the most painful thing that can happen. It's a fucking severed spine. Yeah. Well, you know... Jesus, is there any coming back from that, or would you just be paralyzed? You're going to be paralyzed. That's for sure. We've had people come up in the river. Um, I'll tell you what, one thing that sucked about working in the 19th precinct, for a long stretch of the river, there were no piers. So what would happen? People would float up in over by Hell's Gate. They brought a guy over one night that floated up over near Astoria. And then, like, next thing we know, the harbor launch is bringing this guy's body to the 92nd Street Pier. We go up there, and it's a guy in a plastic bag. He had some stuff wrapped around his neck. And... uh at the, you know, you're looking at this thing like, oh, man, he, he's severely decomposed. You know, you, you, you got a heavy case on your hands. That, that is not his fault. Well, but this was where the pissing match starts. If you re- found this guy 100 feet off the Astoria shoreline, because over on that side of the river, there's almost no access to the river for the police vehicles and stuff, the easiest place to bring somebody into was over on the pier at 92nd Street. Then you get the Queens Marines telling us, oh, no, 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 no. He came up on the 19th at yours. And it leads to these ridiculous pissing matches. And uh, Oh, I see. We had a very good priest and commander at the time, and he turned around, and he says, absolutely not. I am, we're not getting stuck with this. And, and in the end, Queens took it. Um, the short version is, turns out the guy uh, committed suicide. Uh, appeared to be a homeless guy. He covered himself in plastic. There was some duct tape stuck to his neck, but it was not a homicide. No, that's just what he wore. Yeah, that was basically winter wear. Yeah, wow. How about that? And and it gets into that sometimes where where uh, different commands are like, they're trying to go. This is yours. Yeah, well, that's it's 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 an issue, especially it's not. And and there's a gray area. It's not clearly delineated like whose that should be. No, but you you get problems with this, especially in a fast. Moving the East River is one of the fastest moving rivers in the United States, oh. and uh, bodies will pop up, and you have the tide moving in or out. And next thing you know, you might start out at 96th Street, and they might not hook him until he's either far uptown or far downtown. Well, they might uh, go like, oh, hey, look at that, let's let it go, just let it go. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find him downtown. Yeah, let 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 the first breeze and deal with it. Wait till he gets down by the battery. Right, and then it's uh, you know that's and where the water stops are off because that thing can go anywhere. It can go to Staten Island. It could go over into uh, Bayonne. Um, I, years back, an old timer told me he says now he says I didn't realize this at the time. We covered to the high water mark on the Jersey side. Hmm. Now, I would have thought that would be part authority. No, no, Port Authority, no, no. When the DOA's in the river, we're stuck with them. Oh. So they, way back when, they were like, yeah, we found bodies floating in the river that probably washed up on shore in New Jersey and got sent back into the river. And, uh, you know, that was some 1960s shit there. So um, they would just say, just turn them around, give them a push. Uh, yeah, which is a horrible thing to do, you know. Stories I've to heard you guys, about. Not yeah. I've, I've not, never seen that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, it's it's just lore, lore, but, but it's very yes. interesting. And uh, yeah, so this guy here, he's uh, you know he's history, and so uh, that interesting be... case though. Interesting oh. case. They're eventually going to identify him, and and you know what? That's a case I wouldn't mind working on because whoever did that to him is an evil son of a bitch. Because sounds was, as if yeah, that was a man that was beaten and tortured before he died. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, maybe he wouldn't talk. You know, is it? Did he, who knows what the reasoning is? Um, 
I, I say shit I've seen in movies and TV shows and whatnot. Yeah. So I probably come off like an idiot, but I don't think it's all for the trade deficit with China or anything like that. Right? Um, yeah, maybe you know, a financial dispute of some sort. I'm sure it may well lead back to a financial dispute. Something that uh, this this of guy street side pharmaceutical distributions. I see. Well, uh, that's certainly why a lot of shit should not be legalized, you know, because it's not as if less shit like this will happen. People think legalizing prostitution, well, it makes the crime go away. It's not. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think what they're trying to do, big picture, when they do this, like it's like porn, when you look at porn. It was like pretty, you know, when I was a kid, you know, and I don't know about when, when you were a kid, I'm sure it was even less available. And it was also more, uh, there was more of a stigma attached to like watching it, being in it, stuff like that. When Miss America turned up in some porn, you know, in, in like a, a pictorial or something like she that. She wound up in a penthouse magazine. Yeah. It, and she was, she lost her crown. It was a big deal. My they, parents had that issue and they didn't buy shit like that. So that's how big the scandal was. It was a big scandal. Of did course. you look at it? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a hot copy to find back then. I, I remember that. Yeah, Vanessa it, Williams. Vanessa Williams, and you know she did go on to you know continue she success did. and everything. She rebounded eventually, but it was not before the earliest generations of cancel culture struck out. And well, there was a different kind of cancel culture from the moral police on the right. Yeah, I think it was more of that. Now, uh, but all that aside, when you look at that now, it's normalized completely. You know, and and there's like fans only now, like regular people. You know, will. Give out their fucking information and their fans only page, and then they'll have friends of theirs or fans of theirs, or if they're low level entertainers, you know, like uh, comics or anything like that. Any anything like where you're trying, and you can like, uh, and they could just be nobody, you know, but just some woman. Okay, and, and fans look, only, and people, and they, but they're posing naked. They're naked in videos and shit. It's like stuff like that. A regular person would not have done before. Now I think they're trying to do the same thing with prostitution. And take regular women, Listen, give them the to, idea they can sell pussy. But, but they were also trying to like normalize Nambla. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is a conversation that even just five or ten years ago, <laughs> nobody would be having this conversation. Even gay marriage it, is is a big picture, a pretty new idea, and it just all of a sudden was just like, oh, we must. And it was some judge who made the decision. It's not something that everybody like legislation that was passed by representatives and stuff like that. I mean, that came later, I think. So it, it's really a. It's really kind of messed up because, uh, you know, the, we're looking at, at a situation where you don't want to tell people like, oh, my God, you know, they, they have it both ways. In law enforcement, prostitution is viewed as prostitutes are victims, right? Of uh, they're, they're presumed, like the Swedish model is that they're presumed to be victims of sex trafficking and the guys who patronize them are considered to be criminals, right? And, and the women are not criminalized. And more and more you see that kind of an attitude, I think, in law enforcement. And now, uh, so in that sense, they're victims, but it's also seen as empowering somehow if, you know, prostitution was legal, they think it would all be like a pretty woman, you know, and they could find their rich yeah, gear or something. but it's not going to be... Uh, it's going to be blowjobs for thirty dollars. Exactly. It's not going to be the days of wine and roses here, and it's not going to be all, uh, you know, unicorns farting gold dust. Those are the kind it's, of people who, the kind of guys who buy sex are generally speaking, the kind of guy who needs to pay a woman money in order to touch her. And I mean, and they're not all just like geeks who you know play video games and don't know how to fucking talk to women. I'm sorry, people who just got out of county jail and they fucking I want it right now, give it to me. And if you don't do it right, you know, you're going to get beaten up, killed. I mean, like, hookers get beaten up. That's why they have a pimp, right? Yeah. And so the pimp is supposed to be the only one who gets to beat her, you know, has to keep her in line. Well, the pimps are the probably the lowest form of, one of the lowest forms of human life. I got, I got a few friends that are pimps, yeah. <laughs> you don't see them, like, back in the, up until about the 80s, you'd see these guys out there with these outrageous-looking Cadillacs and crazy ass outfits and hey everybody i'm a pimp oh yeah there was no doubting exactly who these guys were and you would see them out on the streets and, and they would pretty, a lot of times with a cane uh, well they were pretty names like rollo yeah they had also they, they i not my let's put it this way Vernon. Vernon, there you go. The, the quintessential the, pimp. He was. He, let me tell you, he's granddaddy pimp. He was. He was one of the biggies. Big pimp, and before it was cool, you ain't kidding. And a, and a serial killer to boot. This guy, yeah, we talked about him a few episodes back. So 
you say up until the eighties, you'd see so that. About and up then, in the late eighties, you'd see that like you know, like over the top street bullshit with these guys. And so. then what? They kind of like they're still out there. Don't get me wrong, they're out there, but the, lower profile. Lower profile, uh, I guess maybe with the changing times, it, you know, they were like, eh, maybe I shouldn't be so out and about about this. Maybe time for me to take a back seat. Uh, not so much a back seat, but just, you know, be like a submarine. A, back, a background role, I mean. You know. Step in. Um, I, I don't want to be in the public eye. They're, they're, they're scumbags. Top they them are, you know, and I really wouldn't have a problem, like, uh, if a cop beat the balls off of one of them in the street. You know, for uh, just pummeled his yam bag. Pummel, <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> um, these were some nasty, nasty fucking guys, man. I, I, I mean, just I have no sympathy for them. Uh, didn't like them. One in particular got killed, and uh, it was funny because these other guys from Brooklyn wanted to be one of P pimps, so they stole his girl. Mm. They shot him. And then I got to deal with this guy. And he was respectful to me. He was. But the, he'd been shot, but not killed. Not killed. And he was uh, what they called a pirate, which up until that time I'd never heard of. He's a pimp that also sells drugs. So this pirate, you know, I wind up tracking these guys. It was, it was all sorts of drama to find this girl. And at the end of the day, it was a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we locked this guy up in Brooklyn. And these were two of the dumbest motherfuckers I ever arrested. These two kids from Brooklyn. They were that stupid. Pimp killers. Oh, my. Or pimp, pimp shooters. And uh, I'm not going to say his last name, but his first name was Chetwin. Chetwin <laughs> was dumber than a box of fucking rocks. Chetwin? And, and forget the right to remain silent. This guy couldn't shut up. And, you know, just going on. Yeah, we took his girl. I said, you have the right to remain silent. And we get, our main concern was to find the girl because technically she was a victim of a kidnapping. Oh, and we got the girl and she was not too upset with the whole situation either. This is just like stupid street shit that led into a shooting. Uh. And um, OK, great job done. You know, Yahoo, we lock him up. Then I got a call from Chetwin's lawyer who's like, um, your victim is trying to shake down my client to drop the charges. That's the kind of scumbags these people are. Shake them down to drop the charges? Shake them down to drop the charges. And it was a couple of thousand bucks. We actually arranged a sting. We videotaped it. And here's my victim, my shooting victim, out there meeting Chetwin and this other fucking dimwit that he ran around with. That pretty much ends the case, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Case was done. And we come flying out of these unmarked cars. You know, we had an undercover van. We filmed it. And this guy's like shocked that he's getting arrested. And I'm like, not Chatwin, but the victim. Well, the guy who had the gunshot wound. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if cops even talk like this. I mean, but I'm like, dude, I says, you're really a fucking moron. You know that? I says, I didn't think there was anybody dumber than Chatwin and his buddy over there until I met you. I mean, really. And, um, the guy's just trying to make a buck. He sees an angle. Uh, you, you know, I'm like, yeah, Chetwin could have had the charges dropped if he just would think of the what man- you're paying the lawyer. You could have paid this dude. Think of the manpower and the effort and the time that went into like dealing with these assholes. And when all said and done, yeah. A couple of months later, I get a call from, uh, I believe it was Nashville. I'm not sure. It was the town of Amityville. That's where this guy lived. Uh, he was like the Amityville horror in yeah. my eyes at this point. Right. And detectives call me up and they're like, yeah, you know this guy? And I says, yeah, I know. I says, it's a long story, but I says he was, you know, shot over here, you know, like some kind of bullshit over pimps, this and that. Mm-hmm. He says, well, we think all your cases are closed now. I says, why is that? He says, somebody broke into his house and shot him last night. They shot him twice, once in each eyeball. I says, Really? That means he saw something. Um, you know, I offered them whatever assistance I could. Uh, I believe. Go find Chetwin. Yeah, Chetwin was too stupid uh, to even even grasp what was going on. And I, I know Chetwin, at the end of the day, was not the, they ruled him out pretty early on. Chetwin is not on trial here. 
No, 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 no. But my victim, uh, now minus both his eyeballs, was one of the, you know, he was an equal opportunity scumbag. God knows how many people he fucked along the way uh, or fucked them over. And, you know, you give what you get here. That's what he got. He got too many eyes. How about that? Well, yeah, he is a... That's uh, the end of a of a storied career for uh, for that guy, I guess. You know, I mean, ever thus to pimps, like you say, uh, who cares? Uh, what the fuck? Now, a Queens woman. <laughs> I mean, if they're that bad of people, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, really, I guess there's limits to to you know how much the law should. Yeah, really... there's no crying over spilled pimps. It's just the, you know, <laughs> fuck them. A Queens woman has been busted for allegedly poisoning her husband of eleven years. With fucking boric acid. Oh, I'll have to talk to I'll have to talk to uh, ex exterminator Larry Izzo about this story uh, because uh, that's uh, that's certainly uh, roach poison. You know, they use uh, boric acid as a, is for poisoning roaches. After he caught her on video slipping the insecticide insecticide into his morning coffee. This is a this is a tale as old as marriage. Suncha Tenevra, 70, charged with attempted manslaughter and assault for allegedly trying to sicken her husband. Robert Barron at their Oakland Gardens apartment. Where's Oakland Gardens? Queens, Queens. obviously, but deep Queens, I would think. Uh, out past Flushing, mm-hmm. just before Great Neck. Earlier this week, 63-year-old Barron walked into the 111th precinct near their home to report his twisted wife, his twisted wife, Suncha Tenevra. Ten- Suncha Tenevra. Suncha Tenevra. What does that sound? It sounds like a book in the Bible. Yeah, that sounds like he's pissing me off. He <laughs> don't like I'm on computer going tick, tick, tick with my friends. Suncha Tenevra. Oh, really? A cold Russian woman? Uh, I would have thought Indian or something. No, that's a... Russian name? Pruski. The sickened spouse told cops he noticed his food tasted funny if he left it out and that he felt sick after meals. He also reported feeling overly tired, sleeping as much as 15 hours. Wow. Maybe this, uh, maybe boric acid could be used as sort of a sleep aid, you know? <laughs> maybe uh, her cooking just sucked. I don't know. Well, she she had a special a special ingredient here. But, uh, so Baron installed a camera in the kitchen near his medication. If you got to do that, just fucking leave. Just fucking leave. I put special sauce on your uh, order out. You know what I mean? Who uh, allegedly caught Tenevra dumping boric acid, a known cockroach killer? And that's saying something. Into a coffee pot. Into a coffee pot around 9 a.m. Tuesday. She was arrested Tuesday. Cops seizing the coffee pot, boric acid, tainted coffee, part of the investigation. The couple's been married for 11 years. She used to kill pests like spiders, mites, roaches. Husbands. <laughs> can cause nausea, vomiting, stomach aches, and diarrhea when consumed by humans. I didn't complain about the diarrhea. Uh, that's according to the National Pesticide Information Center. Didn't know it existed. Last year, a Bronx man was also the victim of a suspected boric acid poisoning. We covered that on the show. Uh, carried out by his so-called, uh, instant quotes, lady friend. The 50-year-old survived the attack. What's with these women in the fucking poison? You know, I guess that's how they murder. I- I'm not going to give out trade secrets here. But <laughs> there are certain things that you can put into people's foods that unless you're specifically looking for it, you're not going to find it. Ricin. Uh, there's a few things out there. Um, <laughs> the 50 year old survived. He refused to turn it. He, he refused to turn her in. The powdery chemicals been used before in matrimonial murder attempts across the country. I have no idea. This is in 2015, Andrea Heming, she copped to sprinkling the substance on her husband's lucky charms. That's not nice to do to your fucking Irish husband. Okay. All right. You're a grown man. You're eating lucky charms. Stop. Well, you know. It's a, it's a, I, I never like Lucky Charms. Lucky they taste Charms? like shit. You don't like sugary, it. yeah. Woof. What kind? What do you like? Farina. <laughs> I I do like Farina myself, actually. I, I you know we had this discussion the other day in, in the supermarket. I, I like Cheerios. Which is that's where this conversation would usually take place. I like Apple Jacks. Um, you know, Cheerios. That's, I was a that's, captain, what you, that's what you switch to when you I have was, to. I was a Captain Crunch fan as a kid. Oh, come on. 
Captain Crunch. I like Captain Crunch. I like Captain Crunch too. But I mean, if you like that, how do you not like fucking? I don't know. Not a fan of the luck because it's too. It gets it gets uh, soggy in the milk a lot quicker than the Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, you leave it in there for Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's hard to name a cereal that I won't eat. You know, I'll eat it if, yeah, it, if it doesn't have fiber in the title, or if it doesn't, if there's no apricots or some shit in it. You know, and I probably would eat that too. Yeah, and I don't know, but Lucky Lucky Charms. I'd rather have Lucky Strikes than Lucky Charms. Well, so would I. Boric acid, like I said, uh, sprinkled on the Lucky Charms, and uh, yeah, she she's okay. That's what I did. That was in 2015, uh, and it was also in his energy drinks and whipped cream. I love energy drinks and whipped cream. I mean, that that really makes it a treat. Uh, she was tired of having sex with him. Wow. God damn. He, you know, you can just say no. He is strong like bull. I wouldn't use that much to kill him, but just enough to make him not have an erection. <laughs> she told cops. She went on the lamb, however, just before her sentencing. Okay. Apparently, she didn't do her research. You can put saltpeter in there, and that'll... Take the uh, wind out of your sails. Yeah, like, you know, just keep your fucking pants on and, you know, just be the ugly fucking person that you are on the inside, on the outside. A Florida husband was accused of dumping a lethal amount, oh, a man, boric acid into his ex-wife's coffee maker, however, knowing that she drank a lot of it. And uh, the South Florida Sun Sentinel reported that in 87. So this is not, unco- well, it's not too common, though. Uh, it's it's not the way that you... Um, would would litigate a, a, a typical, you know, fight in, as a couple. You know what I mean? There's something deep there when you're poisoning them. It's not just like, you know, oh, God damn, he, he, he threw something. You know, he got so angry. It's you're a, a psycho. Right? Yeah. It's simple poison. as that. Uh, he, he had a change. He dumped out the coffee when his ex returned home, and she went to authorities anyway, who tested the pot and found the chemical. He was charged with aggravated assault. An affidavit in that case said one heaping tablespoon of boric acid is enough to kill a 150-pound man. So she was, you know, leveling that tablespoon off to just, like, make kill this guy's heart on. Yeah. That's a, that's a total fucking bitch, though. You got to be a fucking bitch. You're like, I'm tired of fucking this guy, so I'm going to fucking put poison in his food so he can't get a heart on. I mean, see, he, he could jack off, you know? Like, just, I assume you're, you're well, she's married to the guy, right? If you're going to get tired of having sex with somebody, which you are. Uh, oh, I think he's a lot younger than Handle her. it differently, you know. Uh, I think she's. Th- oh, you think Hemming, uh, she's, she was older? Yeah, she was, I think, quite a bit older. She doesn't look that old. This was in Nevada. Oh, that's, that's a different case. Magically delicious and poisonous. She's on the run after lacing her then-husband's bowl of Lucky Charms with drugs. I just hit the link here. Uh, she's 49. She drugged the. She was a serial. Now let's see if we can find. I, like I said, she wanted to kill the erection. She, uh, she drugged the serial to prevent him from having sex with her while she was sleeping. Oh, he was raping her. Of course, it's marriage. If he's if she's if he's married to her, it ain't rape. It's just that's just you're basically his property, uh, and uh, you know you just got to put up with it. I was very surprised. He, the guy was very surprised. I thought we had a better system of keeping track and holding people responsible because now, uh, he, you know, he's calling on her. He's known only as Ralph, uh, calling for authorities to find his fugitive ex. Authorities have not been able to track her down since she failed to attend her sentencing hearing. She got away. He's like, I'm, I, I don't understand this shit. What, fucking, she should be punished. Well, she's probably going to eventually going to get caught again doing the same exact thing again. She's in her native Mexico now, they think. If caught, she, she could face 15 years in jail, so I think she'll stay in Mexico. Yeah, you're never going to see her again. Mm. And that's strange. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those Black Widow type type ladies. Hey, we, look at this. We, we're out of time, Pete. I mean, I hate that that happens, but it does. Still so much to talk about, uh, you know, in, in terms of stories, because uh, Bronx Precinct Commander caught having a relationship with a female underling transferred out of the borough, but won't face any other discipline. That's fine. An underling? Look, if, if guys can't date underlings, you know, it's what you're looking for in, in a woman is an underling. <laughs> This uh, you're looking you know, for a bottom in general. I'm reading this article, and you know this. It's frowned. Upon. Is it against the rules? No, it's not. Not against the rules. No, and in not even pa- against the rules. And in this particular situation, there was no problems between this couple, this 
uh, I believe he's a captain and the underling. They don't say who it is, yeah. which I'm glad they don't, actually. That's yeah, nobody's business. It, it is nobody's business. There's nothing um, wrong here. Where she we? is not the one making the complaint here. This is some other spiteful female, uh, let's face it. Well, who knows? It, uh, I'll tell you what. It, it could be a male. It could be a female. It could be anybody. And somebody with a bug up their ass that knows this couple is dating and knows that if they call internal affairs and say, oh, well, he's having a relationship. Yeah. Oh, Boom. Yeah. I mean, this guy's career, he was on the career path to move up. Well, he's yeah, no discipline. He just got transferred now. Uh, yeah, there's know. no discipline, which means nothing. He was the commanding officer of the precinct. He is now sent to obscurity in Manhattan North. Oh, he, I don't you mean he won't be a commander now? No, he won't. Oh, no, no that's, longer a precinct commander. That's a fairly big hit, especially for you know young guys. I believe he's a twenty-year veteran. Yeah, that's a big hit to your career. That's uh, that's absolutely uh, yeah. That's 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 absolutely terrible. Throg's next station house, which is a nice station house. I'm yes, sure Throg's next very nice. Well, we'll talk about that in more detail in the next episode. Also, a suit in which an NYPD cop who shot his wife's trainer. Uh, I had a history of misconduct. Uh, again, this guy does not look like a guy with a history of misconduct, but you can't tell by looks. 35-year-old cop from the 101st Precinct. We'll have all the details on that. Plus, uh, a shooting and homicide surge came after reforms. New York's leader uh, said we cut crime. Of course, we could do, we we could do a whole episode on that alone. Maybe we will. It, it, this is uh, we see uh, the study show. These, these reforms are the kind of things that increase crime. Wow. Uh, Thomas Palladino and I were doing that uh, very same research. That very same. We, we came to the same conclusions with absolutely no research. Just exactly. simple observation and logical deduction. Pete, thanks for hanging out all this time. And uh, uh, we will uh, see you again soon, I hope. Wow. Last weekend in January. So I'll give you some specific dates here because... You know, that always helps. Uh, January 28th, 29th, 30th. Guess what? Indianapolis, I'll be back. Crackers downtown. So 28th, 29th, 30th. If you live in the Indianapolis area, I won't forgive you if you don't come out on the 28th, 29th, or 30th to see me perform at Crackers downtown. Uh, thanks one more time, Pete. You're welcome, sir. Glad to be here. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. EDPs can quickly become the ultimate knife-wielding psycho. It's part of their violent fantasies. And there you go. Ah, oh.